All right, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Pacers Pod. Uh, this one is going to be a little different. I'm just going to be shooting from the hip a little bit more. Don't have my notes uh, quite laid out as much as, as a normal podcast might be. But this one is game. This is my reactions. Um, this is my emotions uh, about the Pacers after um, the second game of the playoffs against the Miami Heat. And, but before I, because uh, I just finished watching the game, so it's uh, Thursday night. I was able to record the game. Didn't uh, get any spoilers. I had one guy at work come back to talk about the Pacers game because he was watching it up front. I was like, no, nah, man. I got this. Uh, I got this shit recorded at home, so you can save that for later. Uh, I didn't want to hear nothing about it. Thankfully, I got home. No spoilers. Uh, watched the game. I was hyped. I was hyped. So, you know, game two, playoff. So, um, real quick, mom. My last podcast, the bubble had just started, and the Pacers had played one game, and they beat Philly. And it was like a really good game. TJ Warren went off. Fast forward, uh, the Pacers ended up going six and two in the bubble. TJ Warren was uh, certainly the breakout star for the Pacers. Oladipo played. Um, I think Oladipo struggled in the bubble, but he was playing at least. Um, so, anyways, the Pacers I thought were like, I didn't feel. I didn't feel great about the Pacers after the bubble, but the fact that they were winning games, um, it's just, I guess, you know, you, you just got, I, I think I, I, I thought we had a good, I thought we had a chance against um, Miami because I thought, you know, and, and I'm already kind of getting into now, fast forward again, uh, we're in the playoffs, Pacers lose game one, uh, real tough battle against the Heat. Um, and now here we are, game two that just happened today. Uh, I thought Oladipo was going to get um, better, and we haven't seen that yet. So the Pacers are struggling, um, you know. So, but anyways, um, what else? So that that's kind of where we are. The you know the bubble, Pacers went six and two. Um, the, I think the other big piece of news that's come out since the last pod was Nate McMillan got high or Nate McMillan got a one year extension on his coaching contract. So it's like, all right, Nate's going to be here next year. Um, and I guess, you know, I, well, this is going to cut this it's Nate, Nate McMillan's a big piece. I think of what's going on right now. Um, Cause my main takeaway just to jump right to the punchline here of, of game two was I saw a team that looked disconnected. I thought Victor Oladipo looked, um, I don't, I, I did not see anything that looked, that I was happy with out there. And it's like, not just necessarily his play on the court, but more importantly, the thing that, uh, okay, so, all right. I got, I got Pacer jerseys and sometimes I pick I wear Pacer jerseys when I watch the game, and tonight I wore my Victor one. I'd take that off after the game, man. I'd take that off. 
Man, it's like I I'm such a I'm such a um I wear jerseys. I like them. I just I've always loved jerseys. You know, that's my thing, I guess. And it's embarrassing, but I just love the damn things. So I was wearing my Victor jersey tonight because I was like, this we need a big one from Vic tonight. We need him to like assert himself as our leader or and and do it in other ways. Like not you don't it's not necessarily just scoring. Um it's it's like just be a be a good player, be a like be a leader on the court and and it's like damn. After watching this game too, it's like I thought Victor looked um he looked like he I mean he just tried to do everything kind of one-on-one. He didn't really make a lot of plays. I can't really think of them. And I and you know, I haven't even looked at a box score, so the box score could prove me wrong, but like it's like when I was watching the game, it was Victor taking guys one-on-one. It was Victor with like turnovers. And then I don't know, I just I towards the end like what what I, what was it? It's like towards the end of the game. Um the Pacers were down like nine with uh you know maybe like 25 seconds. So the game's over. The game's over. But Nate McMillan calls timeout. And he calls timeout to draw the play. And it's like we're down nine, we're down nine points. So yeah, like you're gonna think that you're gonna lose this game. But you know, the thing I it's like what I don't understand, it's like Man, you know, eight points nine seconds. Like Reggie did, Reggie did that. So like we shouldn't forget that, you know. Whenever we're trying to close out games, so here's the thing. I'll get. So Nate calls timeout. Twenty five seconds left. He's he looks like he's talking into his clipboard, and around him you got like Brogdon, uh, Turner, Warren. Uh, I think it was I think it was either McDermott or Justin Holiday at the time. Um. And then Vic, who was in the game, wasn't even facing the team. Like he was talking to like these assistant coaches and it, the camera just happened to like be, be recording that. So it's like, or, you know, like we were able to see that, thankfully, because it's like, man, you know, just from an outsider's perspective looking in. And, and I guess that's like I was watching the, the guys on the bench, you know, they were standing there around the huddle and to see your best player, like not even like listening to what the coach is saying but instead like talking to like three or four different people you know it's like he's not even engaged in what we're trying to do it's like he's not bought into it and i don't know man i've heard like i've heard that there's tension that like you know like mcmillan's on the hot seat and that's why i guess it's interesting that the pacers offered him the one-year deal but I think it's becoming, I don't know, it's like if, for as the way that I, the way that I look at Oladipo, it's like, dude, I don't care that you're not going to be one of the top 10 scorers in the league, or like, I don't care that you're not going to be like an, you know, first team superstar kind of guy, but like, we need you to lead this core, like this like pack of wolves, basically, and we need you to learn how to lead that team. And like for him to have a game that he had tonight and then just to not even be engaged in the huddle. And maybe I'm completely off. 
maybe like he's talking to like a trainer or something. Um, I don't know. From from my couch, well, actually, I was standing. It was like this is blatantly a problem, and just seeing guys like Jakar Sampson and Goga, um, like what? Look, I, I just the, the screen, the camera caught it perfectly. Just like those young guys looking at Vic not even engaging and then like right whenever it was about time for the timeout to be over he like turns and kind of walks over and looks at the clipboard and then what happens is Pacers inbound the ball he jacks up a three misses it and it's just kind of like I don't know to me it was a bad to me it was like a bad bad look like I'm re I'm overreacting I'm sure because it's like I kind of got frustrated and then it, i probably just kind of let things build up but man victor kind of like i soured tonight um i just don't understand i don't understand where that was like you, we if even if you're having a bad game like forget about the turnovers and the missed shots and the one-on-one and the i don't necessarily know if he rebounded or assisted i, I had like i said hadn't seen the box score but to me, like, it just didn't feel, uh, it was, it was just felt isolated and it didn't seem like the Pacers were humming at all. It was all like Miami and, and, and even saying that we still like put up a good fight, but I think that's a problem. I think, uh, I don't know what the, like, if there are rumors that are like, if it's true that Oladipo and maybe McMillan aren't seeing eye to eye right now, I don't know. It, I guess we'll just have to see um, how this plays out. But, man, that was just... You know, it was just like, you can't go down 2-0 if, if you have any chance. And it's like, that's the thing. I, be I believed in this team, even without Sabonis... Like, I, I, we're in these games with Miami. They're not that much better of a team. It's just that the Pacers, it's like we don't have the intensity, like the, we can't match that, we can't match Miami's intensity. And they also have the two best players on the court right now in Jimmy Butler and Bam and Abayu. So, you know, maybe, I sh maybe I'm expecting too much from this group. And maybe I'm wrong in thinking that we could, we could win. Um, I definitely do think that way. Like I was watching tonight's game and it's like, we're down, you know, we're down 12 points. We make a three, maybe get a stop and then get a layup. And now all of a sudden we're down seven. And in my head, I'm just like assuming that we're going to, we're going to come back and win the game. I think it's something about watching it recorded. Like I don't ever really think I'd have those thoughts watching live, but so for some reason when I'm recording, knowing that the outcome is already out there, it's like, I'm just assuming that, or it's like, I, I don't know. I just think that, I don't even know what I'm, it doesn't matter there. Um, what was I, what was I talking about? Pacers, <laughs> obviously. Um, oh yeah, Miami. And like they have, they've got, they've got the, the two best players and they're playing like it. Like we can't do anything with Bam. He's, uh, Bam, I noticed, or like, so he is their center. He's an all-star third-year player out of Kentucky, and he is just so disruptive on defense. And then on offense, he just he's just such a great, rounded player. 
with his size, it's just like, dude, this is the basketball player of the future right here. Um, with these, it's crazy to see some of these big guys that have the types of like all around games that Bam does, but, uh, and Butler, man, I, he's, it sucks to be, it sucks to be on the team that Butler is, um, like beating, you know, he's like, he's one of those guys that when you're like, if you're competing against him and he's beating you and he's carrying himself the way that he carries himself, it just hurts the most, I think. And, um, but Butler has been incredible. Like anytime this, the games, like he seems to be the guy that can just kind of and just like put his foot on the pedal whenever the heat need it. Um, he's such a, like his game is so well-rounded and that's the thing. So it's like, I, as a Pacer fan, it's tough watching Jimmy Butler destroy us. I get pissed off a little bit of at Jimmy Butler. I'm kind of like, dude, wipe that smile off your face. But then at the same time, I can't help but just think about how awesome of a player he is. And as like, if I were a Heat fan, oh my gosh, I would love Jimmy Butler so much. I would love Jimmy Butler so much. He would, he, Jimmy Butler might be my favorite player that I can, that I can recall really watching. Just, just talking off the cuff, but like, dude, I love the, I love the intensity that Jimmy Butler plays with. It's like, he's just like a no nonsense guy and like, He's just, he, he is the alpha on the court in the first two games of this series. And honestly, I think that's a lot of, that's a lot of what this is. It's like the Pacers are there. They, they can do shit against the heat to keep to keep the game close. But then, but the Pacers don't have the firepower or the chemistry or the tenacity to like put the heat down and push them down. And that's what the Heat do to the Pacers. The Pacers keep getting back up, but the Heat keep the Heat haven't let the Pacers push them down yet. And we'll see if we can get it done in Game Three. I don't know where it's going to come from, though. And after tonight, after watching Oladipo, and I don't know. You can already see it, like, just, like, there's not many guys that are that are looking good, you know? I mean, Turner had a decent game tonight. Brogdon's been decent. Warren's been decent. Um, I, I guess you look at the box score, like, I know Oladipo had over 20 tonight. Um, and, yeah, you know, and back to the jersey thing, it's like Oladipo in game one, he gets scratched in the eye. He gets taken out in the first quarter. We don't get him. And the Pacers play the Heat like super tough. I mean, it was it was still it was still anybody's game with like a minute to two minutes remaining. I've I in my head I recall it kind of that way. It was close down to the end without Oladipo because he, he went out and then he was coming back today, you know? And as Pacer fans going into game two, you're like, all right. I mean, we played the Heat just fine. And yeah, we don't have Sabonis. And yeah, we didn't even have Oladipo for three quarters. And we put up, you know, we, we fought those guys and, and, and we had a chance to win the game. So then to go into game two with Oladipo, you got to think that that's going to be the X factor. And I think 
here's the here's the glass half full Oladipo still our savior, which because I haven't sold all my Oladipo stock. I'm just tonight, today, tonight, this game, kind of the last month, two months, really since COVID, you know, that's the first time it because like before COVID hit, Oladipo was like just getting back into it. The Pacers were cranking. He had that game against Boston, 27 points. It was like we had Sabonis healthy. I mean, we it was it was awesome. We didn't have we didn't know TJ Warren was who he is now. That's been a really nice thing to see in the summer here. But um but but then from COVID to now, it just feels like there's been the things like Oladipo doesn't want to play, now he is gonna play. Um Oladipo, like all the rumors, like with Oladipo to Miami, or I don't know. I can't I he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, what else do I want to say about Oladipo? Maybe nothing. Um, Miami's just been really, they're, they're tough, man. They've just been so tough. And, oh yeah, you know, I was going through some of the, the Pacer players and like, Who's been playing decent? Warren's been playing decent. I've liked TJ Warren a lot. Um, his his stats haven't been there, but also the Pacers haven't been scoring that, that many points these first two games, so it's like nobody's stats are looking very good. Um, but I've, I've liked the way that Warren's competed. I do feel like there's kind of a, I don't know, like I don't know if Warren with Vic out there, it's a little different. Um, I will say when the Pacers, when the Pacers are clicking, they look dangerous. Like there are some moments when they're in that game where it's like Brogdon, Oladipo, Aaron Holiday, and TJ Warren, like all four of those guys can attack, um, but we may just they're not that they're not that great. And maybe we're just up against a team in Miami that is um they're they're looking good. I mean, they really are. They 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 they're very impressive. Um I like Miami a lot, <laughs> but it just sucks that the Pacers aren't able to it's you know to to get out and 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 get get these guys down and Miami's just kind of, they're kind of arrogant. Um, but they're, they're the bully that, that you can't, or not even a bully. They're just like, they're the team that's beating you and they're letting you know that they're beating you. And so far the Pacers haven't had any answers to, to beat them. Um, I don't know, like, what do I want to talk about here? You know, I guess is one thing that, that we could say is that um, Goga Bataze in his rookie year is not, he's not going to play in the playoffs yet. He hasn't seen the floor yet. Um, <clears throat> McMillan's been going to Jakar Sampson, who's been, if you're, if you're looking at like, who's, performing at a, the highest level compared to like where they are as like a normal player. Jakar's probably been the most, he's been probably, he's, I think he's probably the most impressive pacer so far. Um, 
I, I, I think he's kind of by far, actually, because when you look at a guy like Warren, it's like he's been all right, but he hasn't he hasn't performed like what he was doing, in, uh, you know, like what we know he's capable of. Oladipo's game, you know, he's he's been a little down for sure. Uh, Brogdon, kind of the same thing, not shooting the ball well. Uh, Turner. Turner's had some good moments. Turner's probably the second guy um, who's played better than normal. And uh, I do appreciate that about Turner. I got to say that, like, he, there's oftentimes, like, game one, for example, I remember just feeling like he was a little, just kind of lost on plays. And, uh, but tonight, you know, you could definitely tell, I felt like he brought the intensity more on the glass. And uh, he was just more active at the rim. I think I felt like he challenged more shots. And um, he just seemed more aggressive. He did get a couple, I think he got, I know he got, I think at least two threes. Um, I think he ended up with like 17 or 19 points. He had a, he had a nice game. And um, if we could get that out of Turner, I felt like he kind of, he kind of uh, balanced out Bam a little bit better this second game. Um, it also helped that Bam got in foul trouble early. But so I, I've liked Turner. Um, Aaron Holiday, he started at shooting guard the last two games. Um, he's Aaron struggled. He's had some flashes, though. Um, but he's had foul trouble. I know in the first game he had he had foul trouble, didn't get to play much. And the limited amount of shots he took, you know, he, he, he didn't, I don't think he got much to drop in game one. Um, and then to, in tonight's game, he, you know, he had moments he had, he, it was, it was cool. Like, um, you know, when the tip goes off, boom. So Duncan Robinson, who's the, he's, he's arguably the best shooter in the NBA right now. Um, just from deep from three, uh, Duncan had a bad game in game one, and the, and the Heat did still win. But in tonight's game, he started off with first possession, three-pointer, swish. Um, uh, then Aaron Holiday comes down, second possession, pull-up, three, swish. Next possession down, Duncan Robinson comes off. Uh, actually, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but he hits a three. Uh, Pacers, you know, don't score, come down. Duncan Robinson hits another three. So the first three Miami Heat possessions, Duncan Robinson connects from deep. Um, and that kind of set the tone for the game. He go up 12-3, uh, and then Pacers call timeout. Um, oh, one thing I thought was interesting when I was watching the game, b- before the game started, they shook. They were sh- the, the on the broadcast. They were showing Eric Spolstra, the head coach of the Heat. You know, he's got two championships uh, with uh, the Heat as a coach with when LeBron was around, and he's kind of regarded. He's definitely regarded as one of the the better coaches in the NBA. But um, he was talking to his team before the game, and he was saying like, "Imagine that you're walking in." to you know bankers live field house for game two and like what that like like hear that crowd and feel the energy of that room and you've got to be 
you've got to be responsible to keep like to feel that whenever you're out there um playing in the game against like the pacers in this game too even though it's in the bubble so it's like i thought that was brilliant because you can just kind of as a player you could just you know or you you know you just can imagine like the atmosphere um of what a game two in indiana must win game you don't want to go down 2-0 um to a team when you have home court advantage and that's exactly what's happening to the pacers and it doesn't even feel that bad yet i don't know why i don't know why it doesn't i guess it's just i don't know i guess i i I do think that the heat are just a better team right now and the pacers don't the pacers don't have um they just don't have the the chemistry. I, I don't know if it's chemistry or if it's just like flow. They don't have the tenacity on offense and defense combined to to beat this Heat team. The Heat just have more of it, and I think the Heat probably have better players. But it's like I believe in our players, though. It's like if. You know, I believe that Old Depot could be, you know, that 27. He doesn't have to have 27 points, but like a player that is impactful um, and efficient. I think it right now that's what his goal should be not to, you know, put up the most shots on the team and, and score 22 points on 30 percent, 35 percent field goal percentage, you know, um, Get other guys involved. Get get Warren going. Get Brogdon. Move the ball. I feel like the Pacers' offense without Sabonis has just been so stagnant. It's just pick and roll after pick and roll after pick and roll. That's it. Um, it's just so predictable. But anyways, that's how Aaron Holiday's doing. Um, oh yeah, and that's what I was talking about with Coach with Coach Spolstra, the, just the thing about the arena and, and bringing the energy. And that's what Miami's been doing. Um, I don't know. I guess yeah, I, I, took, I took notes while I was watching the game, and it was interesting to see how the teams would go back and forth with the timeouts. Um, but anyways, I don't know. I think that's probably I, – I, like, I don't like how – the Pacers have been playing against the Heat, um, and it, it seems like the season may be coming to an end shortly. I think I think Miami probably smells blood in the water right now, and it's going to take the Pacers finding their best, finding out or figuring out how to play their best possible basketball. Super, you know, it's got to happen right now because now you got to beat um, the Heat in four out of the next five games. So I don't like our chances there, but I, I believe I believe that we could do it if we if we can find it within ourselves. And uh, that's how the playoffs are going here in the bubble for the Pacers. It's been it's. Tonight was a tonight was a sucky sucky loss. Um, 
I don't know if there, I don't think there's really anything else to say about it. So we'll chime in again, though. We'll ch we'll chime in again, and you know, just real early raw thoughts about um, Oladipo again. You know, obviously we have this uh, contract that he's going to be due after the end of next season. It'll be interesting to see what the Pacers are doing because if I, I'm wondering if it's if the organization and Coach McMillan are on the same page and Oladipo is is by himself against or you know like at odds. Um, I don't know. I just I just wonder if there is actual actual beef between Oladipo management coaching other players whatever you know could the pacers could could look to 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 trade oladipo and it's hard to even to it's hard to even talk about that but we also have to we you have to leave room for the possibility that oladipo doesn't want to be in indiana Now, I still hold on to hope that he does, but maybe if he doesn't, and if these things that are going on, if what I'm seeing, like with him not paying attention to McMillan, if there's some sort of rift right now, which is what it feels like, I don't know. But if there is a rift, Pacers commit to McMillan for another year. So they're saying, hey, Oladipo, like, this is our coach. Um... You know you got Brogdon locked. You got Brogdon locked in for a long time, and McMillan loves Brogdon. Uh, maybe Brogdon and Oladipo aren't necessarily getting along. I don't know. I, they don't seem to have great chemistry out there. Oladipo honestly doesn't seem to have great chemistry with anybody on the team right now. Like I don't. I. I there's not many like fun moments, and and it also credit. It could just be to the to the opponent. You know, Miami's Miami's been putting it to the Pacers, but. If I'm the Pacers then and and there is this rift, I'm I'm all I'm off. I'm I'm willing to entertain trading Old Depot. Cause like I mean, depending on what you could get back. Um, but at the same time, if he's gonna go sign with another team, regardless of what we do, you gotta get you gotta get what you can get, you know? And I think it could still be bright. I think we could say, man. This summer sucked because we didn't get to see Sabonis, our all-star, the guy that we just locked in for the next three, four years. Uh, we didn't get to see him play in the playoffs. But man, we got to see TJ Warren. And TJ Warren looks really good. And like, well, what could we get? And we got Brogdon locked in. We got Turner locked in. What could we get for Oladipo? It'd be interesting to know what's out there on the market. Because maybe we could, with, with Aaron Holiday, I don't know. The thing about Aaron is he's, he's just six foot, but he's, I love Aaron on the, on the team. Um, I don't know. That's how I'm, I'm going to wrap it up from, from there. That it's, that's, this is why it's like, tonight might have been the night where the Pacers and Oladipo split. We'll see. I, I would not be surprised if the Pacers get swept. In this in this in this series now, and I was, I hate saying that because I do I do hope 
and I had hoped that, that, that they could win. And I still do hope that they could win. But they just don't seem very um, together right now as a, uh, as a dude from a couch who knows nothing about basketball. So, all right, thanks for checking out the pod. We shall see how the Pacers end up. And I uh, hope everybody's staying safe. And it is uh, crazy times, but it's nice to have basketball back. All right, peace and love.